Won't Become Boring can now be found on the Apple Podcast app, along with Spotify, YouTube, and RSS.com. If you want to get into contact with us, won'tbecomeboring at gmail.com. If you have any questions, we have questions as well. If you have any suggestions, we would love them because we are learning as we go. And we just want to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. This is episode three with Landon Sykes. Because I'm currently still a master's student. So I'm still in school. Um, I am entering my last semester. And I'll be getting a master's in counseling psychology from the University of Central Oklahoma. Uh, and then I will, which is a three year degree. Um, and I've also been doing what the ABA track applied behavioral analysis. Okay. So on graduation, once for both those career paths, you have to kind of basically accrue hours. Um, yeah. So assuming that aspect's done, I will be able to be either a licensed counselor, uh, psychological counselor, LPC, um, or a board certified behavioral analyst BCBA. I'm planning board on going certified behavior behavioral analyst. analyst assuming Who's this I, board, man? Uh, <laughs> the, a, the ABA board. Okay. Like it's literally it's literally just a national certification um, organization. Cool. Sorry. Go ahead. Cool. No, 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 you're good. Um, but like, kind of like you know how lawyers have the bar exam. Yeah, I kind of yeah. would ha- have to take a similar one of the one for those, mm. um, and then I get the license kind of thing. Nice, but yeah, so those are kind of the two options that I'm uh, going down. But uh, cool. So you're, I, you already explained it right there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, probably I'm just, just, I'm just not there that. yet. I'm not fully through it all. Yeah. Well, how so, long? How long has it been? Because I know you've been going to school for a bit. So, um, undergrad took me four years, and that was in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a minor in business while I was there as well. Just business, business. dude. Well, okay. So at the time, I was wanting to be a private practice uh, counselor for people with special needs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but uh, as I got through the counseling program, well. First year in grad school was in the general psychology program because I didn't get into the counseling program the first time. Um, but, you know, I had a dream and I didn't really want to give up on it yet. So I just entered the general, took some classes, which I don't want to go too much on a side tangent. Mm-hmm. No, but, go, for uh, go for it. Okay, so I was one of the largest dumb butts to ever exist. Um <laughs> In general, we pretty much just picked our classes, you know, in okay. the general program. Um, and so I picked cognitive psychology mm-hmm. as one of my, the classes, which is kind of why I know about memory and shit. Yeah. Um, you guys don't mind cursing, right? On no, this? no. Okay. No, okay. No, no. <laughs> no you're good. I'm pretty, I was like, crap. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so um, I took cognitive psychology at the master's level. Um, Dr. Hancock was my professor. He's oh, is that he's the curse word you're worried about. <laughs> it's okay to say cock on here. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I didn't mean no. to interrupt. Um, Dr. Hancock is a wonderful man. Um, shouts out, but he specializes yeah, in memory out. research and shit. So, um, he's, he's one of those teachers who's very strict, mm-hmm. but very willing to help. Okay. Now I'll just be straight up. I only got like a 78, 79 on this class or something. So I got mm-hmm. a C not good. 
Um, C's get degrees. No, hey. not in grad. Yeah. I'm only allowed. I got a degree. Was, with I'm C's. only allowed like three C's in my or two C's in my program. The third I was one, so I many fail. C's to really. um, graduate high school. Yeah, but anyways, I found <laughs> out later that that was one of like the capstone, like one of the classes that the experimental psychology students take at the end of their near the end of their degree. Um, so not capstone, but so, like it's it's later. So and it I just, just took like that my lot, first semester, and it was a lot more technical. Of a class than you should have been taking. Yeah, yeah, I Dang. shouldn't have been at that point, at but that no one level. stopped me. Cognitive psychology. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah. and I don't, I didn't need that for my degree. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so I, was it worth it? Um, was it worth it though? If I can avoid, if I don't get any C's this next semester, yes. Damn. Oh. <laughs> See that shit. That's why like school is so, it's so cruel. Like. Yep. That shit stays like you're judged by your actions from nearly a decade mm-hmm. ago or like years ago. Right. And I mean, I will say um, professors can show leniency if they choose. Like if my professors. It's corrupt. Like, I, but, I, think, I mean, that's I think good. I'd have it's a good, good. They can break the rules, but I would have a good case because it's a class that no one else in my cohort has taken or will take. Yeah. So. I've effectively met their standards for what I needed to meet. It was just, I did some extra work that didn't turn out to be the best. Hmm. You know, why should I get punished for expanding myself further? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the argument I could make and I don't think I'll need to make it cause I'm just not going to get to see this last semester. Hmm. That'd That's be fun. That's a good mindset to have. Nice. So, well, so this was a side tangent Yeah. to, to go on to say that, what you're um, going on to do, right. I guess. It will be, have been eight years after high school education, to answer your question. Dang. Eight years yeah. of education. Undergrad and then yeah. four masters. Education. For a single master's degree. I know you're someone who's quite aware of the uh, growing awareness of college and how expensive it, it is, is and how much of a ripoff it is for <laughs> nearly every single degree. And how really, in a lot of ways, it's a false promise and a lie that we've been sold mm-hmm. that we need, in order to be okay in life, we have to go get degrees. Now, of course, you're outside of that because you're pursuing something that d- does and should require accreditation, I, I guess. And you've you've wanted to do this pretty intently. I mean, basically since the end of high school, if, if I'm remembering um, correct. Actually, since the start. Since the start of high school. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, about eighth grade or so. Um, it's kind of when I... Uh, initially, I was wanting to be a youth pastor, but then uh, kind of after thinking about it a little bit more, I realized what I wanted to do was really counseling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's been a long-ass road, and I'm happy to almost be done because I've never once enjoyed school. Now, I will say it's gotten better at every level for me. Every level I go up, it's a little bit more Like enjoyable. it gets easier each... Not easier, but I like it more. It's less bullshit. Okay. Less bullshit. I see. Um, except for college, it initially was easier than high school for me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's just because the first couple of years of college is about getting everyone to the same level. Yeah. And my yeah. parents ensured that's already at that level before college. Gotcha. Which is part of the reason I also believe it's bullshit because I basically wasted two years. Hmm. Could have had it in six. Yeah. Had to spend two extra. Damn. Yeah, man. And that's two years of my freaking life. See, I 
I was like, I don't talk about this much. I th- I know you know you know about this, Landon, mm-hmm. but um, you know, like after I got my after I got my um, GED, and which <clears throat> hello proud of you for that, by the way. Thank you. It was a challenge. Middle school math. Well, I had to I had to st- <laughs> I had to yeah, start from middle me. school math right. and work my way like back up from yeah. high school. No, you straight up taught yourself all of high school basically. Yeah, like. I mean, it, it wasn't high standards for the test, so I'm not going to You still did it. it was. Yeah, you still, still got it. We done. don't have high standards for your high school graduation either. That's part of the problem of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, like <laughs> a- after that, I was, I knew I wanted to like get in the, in the software basically. Mm-hmm. And I was set on just go- going to college because I just, I thought that made sense. It was the best way, it was the best way to meet people who I, I could maybe build technology with. And, you know, get the, be- like, I-, I wanted to learn things from first principles, like learn it from the fundamentals of, of computing and understand all of that. And so I was set on, like, I, ha- I had to set the most ambitious goal. Yeah. And so I wanted to, like, get an MIT or oh, get yeah. into, like, MIT was the one I, I wanted the, the most. Because oh, yeah. they have room for people with non-traditional backgrounds. And I was going to start with OCCC doing community college and I don't know just like I like I I spent probably f- four to six months just yeah. doing all of the research and do, due diligence like probably looking at at a hundred universities and considering all of their programs and looking at what a, a full computer science curriculum looks like and figuring out cost and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and making a plan like, okay, so I'll be in a hundred K of debt, but like, I, I bet I, I bet I can pay it back after this many years, mm-hmm. just all those trade-offs. And then I spent a semester and a half in community college and they right. killed every bit of like, it, it truly was like peering at a dead Instead, or an institution that was so obviously just grasping for life, and I was like, "This isn't like it, it." Just felt wrong from the beginning, you know. I kind of had this vision, this story in my head, really, that like I had to go to college, and it was this, you know, whole just classic story that we're told, right? And you know, and of course now I taken a different path, an alternative path, and it's working out very well for me, mm-hmm. uh, but. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how, um, I, I mean, it takes so much to go, to go through academia. Like it, it's not just the literal yeah. costs, but it's paying the costs. It's communicating with administrators. It's how they waste your time, mm-hmm. how they uh, contradict themselves. And like your credits don't count all of a sudden or, uh, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's an infuriating. They're going to milk you for every step every dime and every second of your life that they can. Yeah. And that, that's the honest problem with it. Um, it's, it's predatory. Really? It is. It is. I, I, I mean, especially the fact that it's 18 year olds who are, who are being pushed to make six figure decisions. It, it's predatory like, with the loans that they offer. Especially. Uh, yeah. I, I guess that's, which I don't want to necessarily get into all that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm sitting on. Yeah. But, and, we, and we shouldn't, that's a whole, that's a yeah, big topic. That, that's yeah, a, a topic, topic on itself. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have a whole podcast about that. I know, but yeah. you know, like either way, I, yeah. I guess what, I, what I'm saying is that I admire, like you've, you, you knew you had to go through the, the system 
Yeah. I really didn't. I thought I did. I really didn't. You you did though. Like you have to go through the system. Like you you did that. You're almost done. Yeah. And then like you want to mm-hmm. have, you want to be able to have count like a, basically a private counseling um, room or something that you know you can have more freedom or autonomy over. That was the original plan. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. for a few. So counselors typically don't make much money. Um, not surprised. Severely underpaid. Um, which is weird. Everyone thinks counseling is very expensive. Okay. And it definitely can be not, not saying it's not, but there's also a lot of, uh, cheaper counselors out there than people realize. Hmm. Uh, just the cheaper ones don't typically accept insurance. Gotcha. But they're still normally like the, it's not, it's, I don't know the percentage. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's common enough to where it's things such as like almost become terminology yeah. Where counselors operate almost called a sliding scale, okay. which so depending on how many dependents you have, um, and your annual income, oh, okay, charges differently. Gotcha. So uh, as part of the program, and this is kind of why UCO's program is really good with counseling. I they have their own clinic, so okay. I saw clients. I had clients who paid like ten dollars a session. Wow, there were clients in there who paid. I'm just going to say triple digits. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause they weren't my clients and mm-hmm. I don't know all the details. Yeah. Um, but uh, so big difference, right? Because there's big income difference, big dependency count difference. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And so they try, they try and build a system to where it can be accessible. Right. To people. Pretty in much anyway. Yeah. But yeah. doesn't take insurance. Hmm. Um, yeah. And like that's how a lot of private practices operate, um, and it allows them to actually make, I think, fair wages. Like some go way higher than they really need yeah. or should be making, in my opinion. But average private practices, um, like I'm talking sixty, seventy grand, maybe eighty here in Oklahoma, like equivalent. So good, that's good money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like yeah. I could have gone, but I, for eight years of school, yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, still plenty of people go to school well, for eight years and there's not even a guarantee of a job. And if there was a job, it would be like 35K a year. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> like if you have a philosophy degree yeah. or I, I don't know. Well, and that that's the thing about college. Um, let me finish this thought that I'll kind of get on to okay, that a little yeah. bit. No, um, I'm sorry. But, I mean, speed running it, it's six years. Because most masters are two years. That mine's three. I added an extra year in that general program because I didn't get in the first year, you know. Um, so I'm I kind of partially made it eight, but um, but yeah. So I was I was originally gonna do private practice. I wanted to work with special needs people, but ABA stuff is actually super um, helpful for um, special needs individuals. And I do I do want to acknowledge this real quick. Just uh. There are anti-ABA people in the world, and I get where they're coming from. And ABA, from. again, is a behavioral an- analytics. Um, applied behavioral applied analysis. Behavioral analysis. So there are people um, anti- Who are against it, yes. That? Um, and and I, I think they, there's validity to their side, okay? Really? Okay. They just they, think it's like not a good system. They a think it's abusive. System. Okay. Oh. They, they view it as abuse, especially for, for special needs for individuals. For special needs? Okay. And I think th- there's there's reason for it mm-hmm. um historically abuse has occurred in the field 
Hmm. Not like that's, uh, but changes have been made. Um, we're constantly working to improve. I'm not saying we're perfect, hmm. but I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like elder care as an industry hmm. or even really just medical any care yeah. at all. Like they're, they're, they've, they've all, all been history past. of abuse. Yeah. 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 Um, and so like, For I sure. don't shutter. Island. I don't want, it's like one of the, <laughs> I mean, basically, but one of the, uh, ethics codes, I think has really helped push the field to be better about that mm-hmm. is we're not allowed to use punishment unless oh, yeah. Yeah. it is, uh, has been proven, not deemed proven to be necessary to prevent harm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, some special needs people who are typically more severe have self-injurious behavior, mm-hmm. really, and they can get really bad. Yeah. Um, if we, so we have to first try. Uh, we first have to try with uh, rewarding behavior, you know, using good stuff um, mm-hmm. to try to modify it when that doesn't work, or mm-hmm. when it becomes too dangerous then are we allowed to use punishment? Gotcha. Um, because then it becomes more of a life or death situation. Right. Okay. And now that has not always been there. Okay. Right. I'm not sure when that ethics code became instated, mm-hmm. but that is one that we currently have. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyone who is anti-ABA or something, like I get it. I get yeah. why you might feel that way. Um, I don't think it's invalid. Well, I yeah. just think if if you or someone you know is looking for ABA services, Mm -hmm. uh, keep a watchful eye, but know when it is done ethically is very good. Gotcha. Yeah. It seems like like with anything in the world, yeah, like there would be just, there's always going to be people either having a dark twisted path, like taking it to that, mm -hmm. or they're going to like, I don't know, even be, it could be anything. I mean, really, it could be lazy that then makes like laziness and someone that's trying to do it can then like take that easier path of just oh, like yeah. being cruel. But like that. Yeah. Like you were saying, that can yeah, happen in elderly like homes yeah. that uh-huh. can happen and, at, yeah. at daycare. That can and happen I just don't want to be dismissive like, about it. Right. You know? Right. Because yeah. abuse is abuse and we shouldn't stand for any yeah. of it. Um, yeah. And that's why if I ever see abuse in the field, I immediately would call it out right um luckily i've never seen abuse at my company so nice um fairly small though so Mm -hmm. so you've uh you you worked you've worked like with lots of special needs kids Mm -hmm. at camp barnabas yeah uh like as a staffer and just like helping out for multiple weeks Mm -hmm. like i know that i i guess i have a lot of oh man i have so many thoughts on it but just working with so many like special needs kids, like what, what is it that kind of draws you to that world? And what is it that they kind of like inspire in you or have you reflect on? I don't know that maybe that's like kind of a big overarching question, but you know, for me, I found myself being like really inspired and moved by the like raw humanity, like, uh, you know, and the, the classic everyone loves kids with Down syndrome, and and that's kind of a classic thing. But you know, kids with all sorts of different issues, maybe some that aren't as as uh, sociable mm-hmm. that that people would consider. So, kind of, kind of what what sparks for you there? Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, 
at least when I worked at Camp Barnabas, I've kind of felt like I had the least of a heart for special needs people than out of all the staffers there. Okay. Um, if that makes sense, like everyone else seemed to love him more than I did. But the honest truth is, I just don't see much of a difference between between them and a neurotypical. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, they got health, like Down syndromes, do you quantify as a health problem or something, you know? Um, but like, okay, so do I. I have health problems. Like, I, it's just a different thing. And I just feel right. like. So you have the same so, heart for for all people, and you kind of. I just feel like society throws them aside. So I'm yeah. tr- I'm trying to pick up the slack where I see it in society. I guess is the better way of putting it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, we it historically they've been thrown aside, and and yeah, yeah. society yeah. as well. And like that's another thing. Like it just yeah, dipping your toes into that, you just see the like the hard work and the pain of like those those families. Oh yeah. That yeah. that's the thing. It's some of the families I've worked with are just ecstatic about what their kid can do now. Mm-hmm. I can't give details. Um, I can't give any personal, inf- yeah, personal yeah, like yeah. any identifying information or anything. Right. But like, uh, it's not uncommon like to work with, especially so I'm a larger guy. I'm current. My current job mm-hmm. is registered behavioral technician. So if the board certified behavior analyst is the doctor, mm-hmm. I'm the nurse. Okay. So I, I'm one of the people on site making this minor adjustment calls um, while the the behavior analyst kind of has to cycle, cycle around through the size to keep checking on things, yep. updating the treatment plan, stuff like that. Okay. Um, but there's been kids who just straight up are quantified as nonverbal, as in they cannot speak. They have not acquired that skill. Mm. okay um we come in and that's largely speech path that helps with that stuff if it's like a physical thing yeah but for a lot of special needs people oh for some special needs people on the severe end of the spectrum it's more they've never been challenged to do it so they've never had a need to uh develop that that Mm -hmm. and so we kind of come in and start putting that need on them Mm -hmm. like um for example, a lot of clients really like iPads or TV or something like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we'll just say iPad mm-hmm. or like, if you can't just like make a, ah, yeah. you know, give us something and you'll get it right, right away. Right, right. So you're you using, know? that's kind of an example of what you're saying. You're using reward. You're mm-hmm. not using punishment. Yeah. And I, I feel like this also kind of explains where it can be maybe controversial the ABA because you're kind of going in and you're analyzing their behaviors and you're trying to yeah. like, you know, you're trying to hammer into those behaviors and shift them into something mm-hmm. else. And that's inherently intrusive. Uh, yeah. But is what we do to everyone. Yeah. Like that's part of, that's part of living well, that's in society. Just, that's just what yeah. it takes to uh, like, change. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like me teaching when I'm not around the kid, the rules might be different for them. You yep. know, they, I don't know if they always have to ask for it. Most likely not. Cause if they did, they would have, we would have never been called, mm-hmm. you know, this thing. And parents just don't, parents are busy. Yeah. There's a lot to being a parent and sometimes it's hard yeah, to focus definitely. on that aspect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, like, so we are changing them as a person to some extent, you know, 
But really what we're, we're trying to do is we're trying to expand what they are capable of in the moment. Um, we, Just we want to open more doors. In yeah. Life yeah. We general, want them to have like, more opportunities in life. Yeah, yeah. At least that's my goal. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Ideally, ideally they would be able to completely live by themselves independently and be fine. Yeah. That's yeah. ideal. Normally if uh, they're at, like, pretty difficult to get a client from severe to that mm. um mm. but assisted living is a very obtainable goal you know but if we don't come in if we if, if no one pushes them to change they are like a baby right and right. not always i'm not you know i'm not trying to da- talk badly but my point is like the parents don't get a break yeah and the parents need a break the parents deserve some uh I don't think the in, an individual's right exists to trample on other people's rights. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So, like, some anti-ABA people might not agree with that philosophy. They might believe that it is their right to trample well, on th- the those people r- aren't rights. listening to our podcast. It's okay. They <laughs> yeah. might be. They might be. But it doesn't make them a if bad person. It's just my point is <laughs> it's a different it. pol- it's a different perspective and. What I appreciate about them is that they are genuinely trying to ensure the safety of mm. special needs individuals. Yeah. And I like that there are those people because it pushes my field and me as an individual to make sure I am ethical and doing things properly. Yeah. 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 You know, and not no, causing harm. Good. Yeah, for sure. And we're not allowed to use uh like we don't with we can we never withhold food or water. Right. Yeah. From clients. We yeah. might withhold snacks. Yeah. Like candies or something. Yeah. That's cruel, bro. But, <laughs> yeah. Can't but, hold um, Snickers forever, man. <laughs> no, like we never want to starve a client. We never want to de- deny them water. Of course. Yeah. Uh, That's, or anything like that. Yeah. So. Okay, well, so I think we want to we wanna ask you questions that are outside the scope it. of your experience. Ask. And, yeah. and expertise. Ask. I think, yeah. I don't know if I can remember, or, or, or but or I we will just start wanna, remembering. I, I at least want to get into to some of those meta ideas. Um, yeah. I mean, I think something that's just... Well, I've just been talking about behavior analysm. Counseling gets a lot more philosophical in mind with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where that's where we're going yeah. a little bit. And those are, those are two different sides where behavior... Your analytics yeah. is more the trying to make the science out of it. Like, yeah, it's much more. It's much more science driven. Quantify more, it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, and then counseling is is more ambiguous and more. It's more. It's more of an art form, less of a science, is how I'd put it. Okay. Yeah. Counseling is more the artistic style. Emotional too. Uh, yeah. It can be. I mean, they like, both can be emotional, but like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's just the roadmap's not as clear. Yeah. Okay, so I'm something that, that I think is relevant for everyone. Me and Jana were talking about this like mm-hmm. two nights ago. Just I'm gonna uh, go to the restroom real quick. Yeah, I'm go ready. for it. Uh, we so we, we've had we've had a lot of stuff going on lately, but so is everyone. We're we're here in 2021 right now. Uh, shit does not seem to be calming down. No, I, I just think the amount of what we're talking about is just the sheer amount of consistent stress and worry mm-hmm. that has been like pumped into our heads, uh, especially this last year. And it's it's almost like since 2015, since 2016, we've really been getting plugged in 
to social media and mm-hmm. into politics in a, in a new way. And then 2020 was like the activation. Like we were getting plugged in, maybe not as active. It was more casual. And then 2020. The pull switch. It, yeah, it just activated it for everyone. And so no, no matter who you are, even if you're someone that's very much been trying to stay out of the crossfire, which, mm-hmm. which I have, like you, you've just been barraged by, by so much stress and anxiety this year. And, you know, I guess I'm, I'm just always wrestling with how do I conduct myself? And, you know, I have my own philosophies and my own ideas, but I guess what, what do you, you know, what, what do you see of people like who succeeds in these high stress environments? Like what are the habits or what are the practices that are like consistent across people or, or the mindset? Define succeeds. I, I say succeeds, uh, you know, j- people who can j- just take a lot of the stress and not be as, you know, long-term affected by it. Oh, okay. You know, be able to yeah. release it at the end of the day, not die earlier. Okay, you know, okay. I, you know, I'm just how trying do, to How do you cope person. with it, basically, yeah, is what you're asking. Yeah. How do you, how do you okay, so it? there's uh, multiple ways. One is to be a narcissistic asshole. Narcissistic asshole. Yeah, um, okay. that could be that the title of this episode. Honestly, I'll consider that. Um, <laughs> no, we all talking about. But uh, so <laughs> he just, basically <laughs> he basically was asking, how do you like because life's been so ridiculously stressful, uh-huh. and politics are basically just pushed into your face. There's no avoiding it. Yeah, and it's kind of been ramping up since 2015. I believe you said. I would argue a little bit before. Yeah, like 2014. Um, I would argue like oh wait, really? Uh huh. Um, yeah, but I, I just it, meant but like, like 2020 forced the full switch. Yeah. And like it's all politics, yeah. all social media. That's yeah. all that matters yeah. almost. And that's a very stressful, anxiety inducing thing. Yeah. Um, and he's basically asking like, how do you deal with it? Oh, okay. Um, or like, it, what's the best, you know, yeah. what's the best stance to have, mindset right. to have? And you, okay. So narcissistic asshole. Yeah. That's so one. If, <laughs> if all you care about surviving and getting through, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I wouldn't recommend it. Because it's, um, no, it's okay. Um, I I wouldn't recommend it because it's um, basically you're not a good person. Um, (laughs) if you take that route, yeah, (laughs) like it's not. um, We shouldn't have to elaborate too much. It's not a good route. Um, Don't be a narcissistic ass. Yeah, um, that'll always bite you in the ass being a narcissistic well ass. i hope so at least right yeah um, i mean it, it does. i don't like those people it does but, um but another that people often try is avoidance okay just ignore it don't acknowledge it like avoiding away. reality uh, almost the politics and all that stuff Oh, okay yeah 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 but the thing is that's near impossible long term um and it's likely to cause other issues if you're yeah, Just won't that build stress. up? It, it can, it can. And I'm not trying to sound Freudian with this because Freud was a quack. Um, He got some things right. Freud, who? Uh, what? The father of psychology. Oh, okay. Sigmund uh, Freud. Yeah. Sig- oh, yeah. Um, So I, he got some things right, mm-hmm. but it was, he also missed a sh- like he basically just splattered an entire wall with paint and like yeah he he painted the dots you wanted him to paint but <laughs> yeah doesn't matter when everything's covered gotcha um but 
he he did really help vitalize the field, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him that. It's just that now that we've researched it more, we know like most his of the stuff methods is wrong. weren't yeah. weren't the best. Yeah, methods, but but um, he kind of like pried open that right. But way like of well, thinking thought, at least he thought that he thought that like it was everyone, all Yeah. Like, oh, see, I I have no idea. Yeah. See, I okay. Don't do you know. know what the Oedipus complex is? No. Uh, do you know the Greek story of Oedipus? I, I don't remember it, it. If I did, no. Uh, I basically, the, uh, I, I, it might not have been Greek, but um, I don't know nothing. Basically, this got this kid. <laughs> he was adopted or whatever. You know, uh-huh. he was abandoned. This couple found him, uh-huh. raised him. He became a strong warrior. Whatever. Okay. He, uh, I don't remember exactly what all happened, mm-hmm. but he ended up finding and raping this woman. Oh, who was very beautiful turned out to be his mother. Um, so yeah. Oedipus complex is like the desire to have sex with your mother, basically. Oh. Yeah, the so Electra he thought that is that was the female to ma- to father. Got you. Oh, I didn't know there's there's yeah. an equivalent. So that that was like the <laughs> core of like how he he was a he was basically that was his world. So that he was using that theory. That to was his explain- world everything no 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 everything so he was, was sexual like hell? frustration he oh was a God. dude who looked at all i didn't all know together. that at all so yeah my bad i'm <laughs> no, just no. sitting here like freud golden you're golden who that yeah. <laughs> no you're no golden. I, uh, no no he literally looked at all the other dudes and he was like they don't know it but everything that drives them is that they want to have sex with their mother yep and i know that and they don't so he was a cult leader. Like if someone, no, so, no, no, he no. just wanted, he just wanted to oh. have sex. With he just had a oh. very weird belief in his world. Gotcha. Like, yeah. That like he put everything. his world on everyone oh. else. Oh. Yeah. Um, turns out not everyone wants to fuck their mother and or father. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> See, if, if Freud had only listened to his friends, but he was like, they don't understand. Well, here's they the really, thing. Freud they was too, do Freud was too coked it. out, dude. <laughs> Freud did a shit ton of coke. Oh, that makes hey, sense. Hey, well, coke was less stigmatized back then, so. And I'm honestly, still, we should destigmatize it. I'm, I'm. No, continue we should, on though. No, continue on. <laughs> like that's aside from the from the matter. I don't think you're realizing how much coke I am talking. Are we talking about like, like Fleetwood? Fleetwood from my from Fleetwood w- Mac. Fleetwood from how Mac. it has been explained Stack. to me, he did multiple lines a day. Gotcha. That's Fleetwood Mac. That's status. you know that's a um daily portion. Yeah, from how it's been described to me. Yeah, what's, what's up, up Jana? Jana? What's up, Jana? Hope you're having a good day. Um, but yeah, so I'm sorry. What were we talking about before I got into Freud? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Well, okay. Well, we were talking about my big sweeping question, right. and you said narcissistic asshole. You said ignore. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah ignore, to ignore. But everything. that causes problems. But that okay? causes problems. And that was kind of one of the things Freud kind of did recognize that when we avoid shit, it causes problems. Mm. Um. So. Uh, the thing is, if you don't address it, it never fully goes away. So you're always running away from it. Mm. Now, let's put this into a physical perspective, okay? Let's say um, you're constantly on the run from a bear. Right. How healthy do you think you're going to be after like six months? Assuming you live that long. I hope your legs would be jacked. But well, you would, but you also haven't had sleep. That's true. Or eating. You're probably malnourished. 
probably using the bathroom as you're running. Yeah. Like <laughs> probably smell like, like so we're shit. basically saying by just escaping you're doing the emotional equivalent. Ah. You're covered in filth, mm-hmm. malnourished, not just not taking care of not yourself stoked. in any way, shape, or form. So you're near you're nearly constantly exerting effort to get away from it. Yes. Mm. Yes. So it's self defeating. Mm-hmm. So it's because you could just deal with the problem and kill the bear. Yeah. No, basically <laughs> kill the bear. Kill the bear. Because or let that's the, the bear eat you. Well, yeah. That's Slow. the real that's <laughs> no, the real no. um, answer. The the running from bear was a weird analogy that just first time ever popped in my head. Mm. So don't let's not go too far with that. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> but uh, But it's more like if a bear was like stalking you and like was threatening you. Yeah, what you. kind of bear? So it was more just Grizzly. like a lower lower <laughs> nice. level anxiety. Winnie. But it was urgent. Winnie the bear. <laughs> Winnie the poo. Um <laughs> Yeah, I feel, I feel you with that. No, no. Um, so okay, so you have to address. You have yeah, to you address. Have, yeah, deal with it. Like if they're, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example without just picking something that okay, I've been well, working on with the client. I'm still looking something, at the bear something, or thinking about the bear. We're gonna we're gonna put another <laughs> stop in here because this this invokes a, a thought for me. Okay, you know something because I'm I come from I don't know a lot about psych, psychology. Mm-hmm. But what I've done over the last few years to help myself and to, uh, you know, try and make a better mental state and an internal world for myself, mm-hmm. like I've approached things from more of an, an Eastern side of things, getting into me- meditation, specific, specifically mindfulness and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, those ideas, they emerge a lot in Eastern ideas of of peace and well internal well-being mm-hmm. they emerge and we discover them through western science in a lot of ways so it's mm-hmm. like i've come from it through this different side and just one of the things that i've i've learned about thoughts or about like about triggering thoughts or triggering feelings emotions like they just they just get served up to you mm-hmm. by your subconscious and you just you just have to let them pass over. I don't know. So like if you're meditating, if you try and sit down and just shut your eyes for 10 minutes and focus on your breath, like thoughts will come to you and there's a pretty good chance you'll get served a thought of some embarrassing memory or something you regret you said or something that hurt or whatever. And there will be some small emotional impact. And it's just like you can, you can totally overcome something in the middle of a meditation where you think of like, oh, when I was in grade school and I like peed my pants and fell over or whatever. And you can just like, you can have a moment where that comes up and you're finally just like, I, I, I totally accept this. Like I'm totally glazing over this memory with an acceptance and with a peace. And, and it's now not going to bother me. And maybe even the thing that within me that triggers an emotional reaction, maybe that will go away. And so it's like this ambiguous process of just like it, it comes up you just accept it you see mm-hmm. what it is what it makes you feel and you just accept what that is and kind of each time it comes up it, it gets less strong yeah and okay so and so i know i'm kind of going on a rant here but like you know that's just like very in in eastern f- philosophy they would say it in in different ways but oh yeah. that's no. just kind of a, a framework and like that's that my first person experience of that and I'm like, okay, this is like, this works for stuff. Like I peed my pants when I was a kid, but when you're getting hit with, with stuff every day and when you're worrying about the immediate future and there's all this uncertainty, 
that's kind of like a new that's a different boss battle it, it, and so I've, it's, it's actually really been getting to me more than I've wanted to admit it, it is in a way um, so I have with some people who have struggled with anxiety um, I sure have just recommended they're, they're very type A personality individuals typically who I would recommend this to mm-hmm. yeah. um, but uh, schedule time to worry <laughs> schedule Dang. time to worry yeah so like, like give yourself it. like 10 minutes you make out however long you need yeah but um <laughs> ideally not too long meditation <laughs> no 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 that, no it's <laughs> the exact, no happening. that's what i'm saying it's the exact same idea <laughs> yeah um this is i know you and i have kind of slightly different philosophies on meditation or at least we used to it's been a while since we've talked about it yeah um but this is this is why i've always had the the belief of the goal is not to have an empty mind the goal is to start emptying your mind mm-hmm. with meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, you you let the thoughts come and you run with them until they're exhausted. And then you take the next thought and yeah. run with it. And eventually, if you do enough meditation, you will cease having thoughts to run with. Because you've already thought it all through. In theory. Mm. Um, but so with like the worry time, instead of saying do meditation, I'm saying take 10 minutes they're on some calming music and normally we've already worked on some coping skills and recognizing the physiological reactions that you're having to anxiety and stuff like that so that that way the individual can help keep himself calm and everything Mm. um but take the 10 minutes and worry about whatever the fuck you want yeah anything and everything but after that 10 minutes you have to stop Mm. you're not allowed to worry anymore you can worry about the par- problems in your day, but not about tomorrow, not about next week. Yeah, just the problems as they come. Until you, until your next sleep, you can worry about those problems outside of that ten minutes. Dang, I need to do that. I need to, tr- cool. I need to try and get it involved in that type of mind frame. For yeah, real. and it, it's weird because it's kind of like a, it, it's difficult. But the facts are, like, if you're giving yourself time to think them through. You'll come to the solution, and if it's not pressing, don't treat it as such. There's enough things that are pressing in the day. Yeah, and it, and with enough practice, it'll just become like r- ritualistic in a way of mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, this is when yeah. this I, this is my scheduled time to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna oh, yeah. get through it, and it'll get easier each time. Just right. like and meditation, like your brain's like, you gotta work it out. No, exactly, and that's the thing. And like with the meditation thing, like. At some point, you'll you'll start like when you're thinking all these things through, when you're mm-hmm. thinking, work, doing your worrying yeah. time, so to speak. Yeah, I would recommend argue with yourself. Don't just let yourself mindlessly worry. Mm-hmm. Argue. Um, try to think of reasons why it might not be accurate. Yeah, don't just you know? let the thoughts cascade. Like, yeah. oh, I'm useless. Maybe, I'll always yeah. be alone. Yeah. So, you, like, even speak out loud. Because I've done that yeah, before and you, I've been like, wow, am I crazy? You can if you want. You can if you want. I don't think... There's no crazier than speaking inside your head. We yeah, like that. it's... Oh, I'm not in my head though. I'm out loud or I'm talking to my cat who yeah, is a great listener. No, that's normal. That's fine. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Like, that's good to know. It's just... let. I mean, it's okay to let yourself like soak in the initial thoughts and everything. Yeah. But don't just stay there forever. You right. Know? Yeah, That's kind of what can, I'm saying. It's yeah, like yeah. you got to start fighting them at some point. You got to start arguing against them. Yeah, Can't just, just poke keep, holes in it. Yeah. 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 And like, like 
some just, are really difficult like i'll never be loved or something right, it's really difficult right. when someone's never really felt like they've been loved right but it's kind of like okay well so let's let's go with that idea like why don't you think you'll be loved mm-hmm. okay well because this this and that it's like okay don't you have this maybe not that but don't you have this yeah okay so then how do we or have you that? ever loved people that, that have those qualities like yeah. you still yeah still feel that well yeah and so or just like, okay, what does it take to be loved? What of that do you have and what of that do you not? Mm. How do we start working on obtaining what you do not? Mm. If, you're, if your mindset is, I have to have this criteria to be loved, yeah. we'll get you to meet that criteria. But I guarantee you it's not a list of criteria that's for love. Love is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, love's like a whole nother topic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We could have multiple There's episodes. Five different that. types of love in the Greek and Hebrew language. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not do that. I've had that conversation before. I'm good for, yeah. for the time being. No. Uh so I wanted to point to like something kind of underlying what you're saying of just okay, if you take this ten minutes, you have your worrying time. And then if you catch your, obviously you don't just have your worrying time and then you will cease yeah. to have thoughts of worry. Yeah. And so you don't let yourself rest on them from that point. It, on. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is underlying this is a habit of mind. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we don't talk about enough. And like, I've learned this just through meditation, you know, like my version of, of worrying time is more just like something comes up. It causes a negative emotional, mm-hmm. uh, emotional reaction. For me, that mindfulness is this, this uh, it's this ambiguous trigger to all of a sudden realize that I'm having an experience, an emotional reaction, feel very precisely what it is, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. and just notice that it has a half-life or notice that as soon as it spawns up, it's disintegrating already. Mm-hmm. And that you can kind of just let it pass. Or, or, or it's also just like a memory of like, oh yeah, mindfulness is a thing. Like this thought I'm having is, is actually just a thought. And oh, yeah. like, if this is a really a problem, I could just like actually sit down and solve it. Or yeah. if I'm not going to do that, I should just really not let this thought affect me because yeah. it's a thought. And so you, in order to do any of these things, you almost have to have like a prerequisite, somewhat of an ability to like notice when you're in a reaction or notice hmm. when that thing is, is triggered or like if you take your 10 worry minutes, are you going to even be able to notice that you just spent, you know, five minutes scrolling social media and the whole time you were actually worried about yeah. so, uh, COVID or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, like you hit a lot of good points there. Okay. So um, to kind of expand on this worrying thing, if you're a chronic warrior, don't start at 10 minutes. You need more time straight mm-hmm. up. Like be realistic yeah. with what you're going to be able to achieve. Yeah. Uh, if you're not going to be able to have the worry time effectively be worry time, mm-hmm. make it big enough so you can. Um, but during worry time, you don't get on your phone. You don't get on media. You don't maybe yeah. play soothing music. That's like Those ideally maybe wordless. Amplify maybe. Yeah. Like well, you just want to help yourself not get out of control yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. but like what i'd really work on before starting worry time if you don't feel like you have this skill is really recognizing the physiological components to your emotions 
Yeah, mm. so feel like basically feeling your emotions. Like wow, pain, yeah. pain, or like sadness is a specific spot in my chest. Like it's a Could specific be. sensation. And yeah. I don't know, just like noticing those types of yeah. things. Like noticing how you feel when you're feeling things. Yeah, or noticing like, that like, oh, my blood pressure yeah. just rose. Yeah. Or just like I'm having some kind of a, immediate reaction right now. Right. And if, if you don't feel the most, if you feel like you need to learn that stuff, um, here's what I would recommend doing. Okay. First, go to Google. Type in the words or feeling duck, wheel. Duck, <laughs> okay, sure. I haven't used don't, that. I've only used go Google. To, I use Google um, too. <laughs> make but duck, anyways, duck go your default go find research. What's <laughs> called, I mean search engine. Go find what's called a feeling wheel. A feeling wheel? Yes. Okay. It's basically Rock just me, mama, has about... <laughs> so there's five Damn. primary emotions, okay? Um, fear... Disgust slash jealousy, I think. What's one of those two? Horniness. No. Um, joy, sadness, and anger. I don't know, man. I like, think have you seen Have you seen Inside Out? Yeah. Okay, those really? are the five core emotions. Oh, okay. Um, every other like emotion is one. a. I, so I like whatever. the red. The red one's anger. Yeah. There's oh, a blue one that's is it? Sad? sadness. Yeah. Oh, sadness. Yeah, it is. No, uh, Inside Out's a phenomenal <laughs> movie. The blue one's and sad. it's <laughs> in terms of how the emotions kind of work, it's. A good it does a good job of actually being like accurate mm -hmm. with uh it all but the thing is like obviously there's not five little people living in your head i wish a control panel and everything yeah i wish um if i had five they'd be five yeah. different facial hairs like they would all be me but all just different <laughs> mustaches and anyways sorry no you're good uh but yeah so uh feeling wheel it should have those in the middle and then have a layer of slightly more complex ones mm -hmm. um, that might kind of gradient into some of the color mixtures. And then I, the one I'm thinking of has a third layer. Gotcha. Okay. So, and they're all, they're kind of color coded. So you can kind of see what higher functioning emotions belong to the lower. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you'll just start with recognizing those five primary, mm -hmm. you know, at, you're seeing what it is at its core, understanding your physiological reaction, understanding how it makes you feel, yeah. all that stuff. And then you can go from there and then kind of start worrying about your worry time. Gotcha. And because understanding how you feel and everything is going to help you pace yourself properly. Mm. It's going to help you not become overwhelmed. Have better control yes, over yeah. the... And yeah. in the moment, like anger, being aware of what anger is mm -hmm. can help you not be an angry person. Right. Because it helps you realize when you need to go take time to cool off. Yeah. Same with all the other emotions. Yeah. A anger for me is a really, and I think for most guys, is a really relevant one. And like, for me, the this, this stark difference in the experience of anger now compared to like three years ago mm -hmm. before I started practicing any of these things. You know, it's ridiculous. Like something could happen and it would waste hours of, of my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hours of my life would be wasted. And the memory, it would come back up and the emo the emotion would rise up again. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I'd wear it back down 10 minutes or however long it took. My blood pressure would drop. Yeah. And then the thought would get served up again. I'd get angry again. And you're fighting and like, it every time. Yeah, and you're fighting it every time. And Don't you fight. notice this cycle and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm just like, I'm repeating the same thing over and over again and having the same reaction, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like w with such automaticity. And then you, 
and it got to the point and for me in my place of practice is mm-hmm. being a delivery driver <laughs> where i'd get into all sorts of infuriating experiences dude, dude, tell so me glad, about so it. glad i'm not a delivery driver anymore <laughs> so two glad. or three months in and <laughs> let me tell you man. dude use it to use it, use it to practice. Have practice i have been practicing no okay. i'm a better you. person of it <laughs> <laughs> no i i think I, when I have kids, I will try to get them to work in fast food or delivery job or something. Yes, at least for like six months. Yeah, that's a great um, idea. Just because, A, yeah. you need to know what it's like to be on the bottom of the totem pole yeah. fully. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not fully, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and our society. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a great way to learn all these different emotions. Yeah. You're going to get to know. It's boring, mindless work, so you're going to have a lot of time to think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and that's the thing. Like if you're if you're in that position in life, use it. Use it to grow as a person. Uh if you can, do it. It's great. Yeah, and y- you know, this is all getting around just an idea of exam living the examined life or just examining yourself. Like it's so hard. Yeah. It seems it seems to me that it's the norm to try and ignore the it, way it that is. you are and the things that make you miserable and the thing instead of just like wrestling with the truth so that you can either get to acceptance or get to a solution and just like all of these things no matter mm. what the stressor or unfair cards that you've been dealt it's like there's there's nothing like nothing can be solved unless you like kind of take responsibility for it just like the right. mess that it is and just start to piece it together in the best way that you can right and, and so I don't know. And it's just like that. It seems that choosing to examine yourself is the underlying requirement for, for all of this stuff. And that also seems like something that is so difficult for people to flip on. It is, especially if, nowadays. If, they, if they've never learned it or if they haven't built up those habits, which whose who's parents are, are, you know, teaching them those kinds of teaching kids those kinds of habits. I mean, I know there's definitely plenty, but. It's also no, probably like, fewer than we're in the all time. The low. majority is probably not. Uh, yeah. Like you don't get, you don't get taught how to deal with your emotions. You get like, you're you taught, get taught to, you're taught to shove them down. You're taught yeah. to yeah. not behave this way. Yeah. Not do this. And that's, that's the thing. One, like with ABA stuff, one of the first things that, uh, at least my company commonly teaches clients is functional communication mm. so that, that they can express their wants and needs. And one of the ways we do that is with br- the break real quick. Like, so they either verbally say it or if they're non-verbal, there's a picture that they can point at for break and they just get a break. Just time away from yeah. the situation. So like, all right, to kind you of got clear five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just take yeah. your time. And when that five minutes is up, all right, Hey, time to do this task. If right. they point at the picture again or just say break again. All right. You got another five minutes, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I today, so for example, I did that for three hours and two minute wow. increments Wow! Yeah. because wow. the kid just, he was using it to avoid the work. Yeah. And I yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't want to like betray that system. Yeah. 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 Because when he does need it, this is a shot. My company deals with uh, aggressive children a lot, older aggression, aggressive children a lot. Yeah. Um, hence why I have this hole in my sleeve. Oh, really? Um, it, it, is, already, it, is it from a bite? No. Um, <sighs> It already had a slight tear, but he got his nails in there and then uh, just got his fingers in. And yeah, just yeah. Um, but like, he wasn't trying to hurt me. Right. You know, he just, of course. he didn't want to do stuff and he, he's used to using aggression to get out of things. Yeah. 
Once he realized it didn't work, he uh, or wasn't going to work. He was just in an honorary mood today. We've been working with him for a while, but yeah, he started doing work and doing the break thing. Um, That's but cool. yeah, it's just like we don't want to. It's more important that they feel like they don't need to get aggressive. Yeah, and learn that there's alternative ways to behave. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I lost where I was going with that. No, you're good. Um, I'm still looking at uh, beaches yeah. and <laughs> right. Yeah. What, yeah, what we got what, some cool what, stuff. What, what were we talking about right before that? Um, Dang, I can't remember. I guess just that. kind of like having the underlying awareness to even examine yourself, and I think that that oh, break, why it's difficult. That break yeah. is actually a good example because you're teaching you know having five minutes like that's a huge lever of control and you're teaching them the habit that okay i have this lever of control that i can pull and i can just like step back and then hopefully i mean you would you would hope that that would develop and then you can just take a break from yourself and step back and maybe examine right this is how i'm feeling like being angry throwing a fit won't get me anything i really just need to calm down and you know like we don't even learn to that we can take a break or to like yeah. should that, you should resolve yourself that's it's what it was hard yeah we, we we at least in the society i grew up in kind of that culture yeah it was a lot about uh behave this way mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you feel kind of thing right. and the breaks was to give credit to how they feel <clears throat> you know give them autonomy and some control mm-hmm. um but the thing is so yeah, no one's taught us that because that's what we were talking about. No one's, no one teaches this emotional aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which, no one, no, not many people even necessarily tell you you should learn it or like yeah. this is really important. Most you didn't adults know about this? in America, and I, I want to be clear, I'm talking about American culture and stuff mm-hmm. because I think it could be very different in Japan. Yeah, I think right. I don't know yeah. if we it don't, is. We don't I just know those other cultures. Like yeah, 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 yeah. But um, this is our personal, very similar experience. Yeah, we all kind of grew up. I mean, yeah, we kind of grew up together, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to hit your. No, knee. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's just that wasn't the culture. And thing is, like, no, all emotions are valid. All emotions are good, and that's one thing I love about the Inside Out movie. Um, yeah. Sadness is yeah. almost kind of throughout the whole movie. Joy is telling sadness not to touch things, not to do this or that, because doesn't want to make the person sad. Yeah. But uh, turns out sadness is what they need mm. because they need to cope. Mm-hmm. So really, what's happening if we take away all the little inside characters mm-hmm. away um, and to put it as an individual process? Uh, Riley, who's the girl that they all live inside or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, their family just moved away in the movie. That's like how it yeah. starts off. Yeah, yeah. But so she's avoiding the uh, dealing with the pain of moving away and losing all your mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. And it's not until she, sorry, it's not until she learns to accept the sadness and mourns mm-hmm. that she's able to experience what they call bittersweet, mm-hmm. which would be basically a mix of sad and joy. Yeah. Um. Because like. <sighs> Okay. Okay. Let's talk about why some emotions exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anger. It's used. It exists because it is a motivator mm. to help us right what we believe is a wrong. You don't get angry when you think someone treats you right. You get angry right. when you think they treat you wrong. When they betrayed you. When they did something they shouldn't have. Sadness is kind of similar. Less of a motivator. 
but it helps us process some things. Mm. But it's the, it's one half of the coin of happiness because we only are sad if we have things worth being happy about. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you don't have the happiness, that's what we call numbness, which is neither happy nor sad. And that's with severe depression or major depressive disorder, uh, individuals can often feel that numbness. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're numb, life's really not that fun. Yeah, pretty dull. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and honestly, when you're sad, at, yeah. at least in the moment, like if you're terribly sad, like right. you just got no one wants to be sad. No one wants to be sad. But then when, honestly, like those times when you're most sad, they live with richness in your memory, mm-hmm. and they're the umami and strange things. Yeah. Like you get yeah. into new experiences. Mm-hmm. Like you get shaken up so much that you just end up. And, and new experiences and having new perspectives that you wouldn't before. Right. Um, I mean, that definitely happens and that's good. It, it helps us grow. Sadness yeah. helps us grow. It forces that meditation that we were kind of dealing with or that we we're talking about a little bit. Um, it's just normal on a specific thing. Like let's take breakups, for example. Okay. We've all been dumped at some point in our lives. Yo. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> you never been dumped? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, I have. No. That's what I say. I remember when we got into Smash. <laughs> 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 that was the distraction back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so see, you can grow, guys. You can learn. <laughs> um, no, but it's okay to have a distraction too. Don't don't get me wrong. Like sometimes yeah. you just don't want to be dealing with stuff twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, but just don't distract yourself twenty four seven. Yeah. Uh, take on as much as you can. It's mm-hmm. like working out, weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we've all been dumped before, and it sucks. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, hopefully I don't have to go through that again. But um, the reason it hurts is because we lost something that's good, something that we enjoyed, something that was fun and happy, yeah. and we were mourning it. Mm-hmm. That's what dealing with a breakup is. It's mourning, much like a death. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we feel those experiences are cut off from us, it can push us to seek new experiences to replace. And like, so sadness kind of can help work in that way. Mm. And see, I think this is another Eastern perspective, like a most of happiness as, as we, what we call happiness or like why you're sad when you get broken up with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's expectation. Mm-hmm. It's desire. It, it's like you had this expectation, this, this desire, this hole that was supposedly filled. And now, and now that's taken away. And now you have to accept, you know, life without, without that thing. Yeah. And, um, and you know, like, that's why, you know, like, like a lot of Buddhists, they actually see desire as like a contract to suffer until you get something they mm. see desires as negative. Like they want to relinquish themselves from as many desires as possible. And now I, I don't necessarily think that that's, that's a lesson to take is like relinquish all your desires. But right. I think it is worth understanding that like there is an aspect of sadness or just inherent suffering that comes with desire. So, you know, you should examine your j- desires. And if you have desires that are like, you know, I don't want to have these or I don't value these or believe in these. Mm-hmm. Like 
not that you can just throw those things out, but you know, like we're, we're just, we automatically generate desires yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And the more yeah. of those we generate, we generate these downsides and this sadness and emptiness that comes from it. And like, I guess that's, an, I'm, I'm talking about this, but I'm also curious, like, yeah. you know, how, like dissecting it, a desire, like, can you, how much can you free, free yourselves of desire just with, you know, without going and sitting in a cave and meditating for a decade? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of wisdom to gain from Eastern, uh, theology. Um, I think those Buddhists are tricking themselves a bit though, because they desire to not have desires. Right. Desire is another word for motivation. Mm. So really the answer is what do you desire more? Do you desire what you currently desire or the, the goals that you're setting up? Well, and, and so I guess Buddhists are just trying to get to that ve- the very root of desire itself. Yeah. Only desire that desire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so no. all the other ones, they don't come along. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, um, that's, a, that's a pretty good strategy. No, it's, it's not bad. And uh, you can get very content with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and happiness is subjective. So I'm not going to say you can't be happy. I would argue many people would not be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, most people would probably be traumatized with yeah because being, being forced to meditate like all let, the time. let's take an evolutionary Majority perspective of here. westerners for sure oh yeah. definitely uh, yeah. that's just a complete culture shock yeah, like yeah. shit would, yeah yeah that, that's going yeah. from the opposite to the opposite extreme yeah um but like evolutionary yeah perspective which i'm into so We'll, we'll we'll go th- we'll kind of walk with that with depression a little bit okay, okay? so let, let's take early human ancestor number a okay in her early human ancestor b uh the only difference is b would have what for that species would basically quantify as major depressive disorder okay, okay. so that numbness right they're feeling that numbness who is which one do you think is going to be better about gathering resources and uh succeeding yeah the the one who's motivated okay. is going to out compete yeah. yeah um and so which one do you think is going to spread their genetics more yeah the one yeah. who's motivated a. yeah super a. horny so um b probably isn't going to do much mm-hmm. uh so because of that with the idea of evolution of the, the motivation being a successful thing mm-hmm. and therefore naturally being promoted in nature, uh, it would stand to reason that we humans today developed through a string of creatures that were motivated. Mm-hmm. So motivation or desire is the reason we exist and the reason we will continue to develop. So to stop desires... Is to stop development, but we're also mm. we're we're, in, Which we're is now and this flies in the face of Buddhism. I don't mean disrespect to that right. <laughs> people. Like they have their own philosophy, no, yeah. and that's and great. I don't, I I don't even, yeah, yeah. I don't think no, I, yeah. I represented it fully. Like, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot more complex. We than don't represent much here on this show. Don't we're ma- just don't talking. Represent we're much. just talking. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, damn, I just forgot what I, Oh, ev- evolution. Okay. Yeah. So 
So now we, I, I think there's a lot of interesting, I love looking at, at behaviors and mm-hmm. just psychology through an evolutionary lens. Cause no, I think it explains super a lot. And I think also it, it becomes super worrying when you consider that like we are in a, a environment environments full of hyper stimuli. Mm-hmm. And so like a desire, if you're that, you know, that creature long ago, or let's just say you're a hunter gatherer, you know, 10,000 years ago, mm-hmm. you, you, your desires are in your immediate environment. You know, if there's the cute girl in the tribe or there's, you know, a big luscious fruit tree on, yeah. a, on a ridge far away. Like the, you, the desires are, are legit factual motivators from signals that you get in your real environment to kind of go out and conquer that next hill. Oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, you know, and motivate. And it makes sense that that would be, those would be the, the creatures that outcompete the other ones, the yeah. ones that have the highest highs and the lowest lows mm-hmm. uh, as far as their experience. But like now... We our environment is so ambiguous, and we're exposed to everyone across the whole world, and so like desires are running rampant. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting triggered. Like if you just if you just take what you are fed from social media and you follow big big accounts or or whatever, just what the algorithms feed you, like you are going to be left with the desires of the most spoiled richy rich you know, fairy tale person expecting to have the perfect life, you know, like there's every, every aspect of life. If you engage with that on social media, you're going to get fed the most extreme hyper stimulus example of it. Mm -hmm. And so like our evolutionary, you know, kind of tools have set us up like the parameters are off right now. We're far too sensitive for the just sheer load of stuff that we're getting fed. And I, I think this also goes back to like the anxiety and, and dealing with that and everything. And so, you know, I'm, I'm biased towards thinking that like, especially now we have to do things that are non-typical to do, to deal Like we have to go to extremes that we didn't go to before to like, you know, kind of help deal with this extra stimulus that we're giving and live somewhat of a balanced life. Yeah, I I don't know. That that was a lot, but no. I mean, I I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, To kind of get back to your original question a little bit, though, of like basically how to operate in 2021. Yeah. Honestly, like I I kind of like how you said the parameters being off, though, and that that's kind of the difficulty right now because we're such social creatures but we're basically yeah, not allowed yeah. to be social yeah or, or that so only, we're trying to fill the void with social media and stuff and, like that and that's that. like the the that's like the swamp like the yeah. only place we can kind of get but it's yeah it's the it, we're, we're basically eating recycled shit right um eating and that's why that's why it's cool stuff yeah in the swamp <laughs> yeah and like possums that's what we're eating yeah, man, yeah. you'd know you know about that from, from Piedmont. <laughs> I've never, I've Piedmont, never eaten it, either one of those. <laughs> I don't know. To my knowledge, I mean, you know, you, your family, your well, cousins. Well, you need to talk not, to your mom because she's definitely Piedmont. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but this is roadkill, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm not opposed. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I mean, hey, as know, long as it's clean. I mean, I'll it try. It tastes anything. like chicken. I'll try anything once. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound uppity here. You 
roadkill. I'm not saying I wouldn't eat any roadkill, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's why it's cool. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. And 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 this isn't even anything. This is just something we're doing for its own sake. But yeah. you know, like it's it's great to I I yearn for that social connection, and I especially like I'm less into the big group. Yeah, party type mm-hmm. of thing and more into like I want to have deep conversations and go deep and right you know mm-hmm. so like we're some of some of these episodes are remote and so like we're kind of using the technology but mm-hmm. I don't know trying to like I'm trying, trying to, to make some safe social, yeah I mean that's the you, you so gotta hard. stay safe it's yeah. so hard though to get like a conversation like this over something like discord uh, oh, or like you know yeah. um so and yeah. And to kind of like just build off of it all a little bit, like um, we're social creatures. Like mm-hmm. that's the idea I kind of want to build off here. And there's definitely exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are just totally fine being alone. Uh, historically, we've called them hermits. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that like as an insult or a joke. That's just straight up where that word I like, comes from. I love the idea of hermits, honestly. Um, but Sounds like someone who's peaceful to me. I mean, no, uh, they're gen- they tend to be pe- they just don't care to interact with people or anything, yeah. you know, um, and like there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's your thing, go for it. Yeah, but that's not most people. Ninety nine percent of humans right. are not that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but like and so like people might be listening, thinking like, oh no, I'm an introvert. I'm more that way. It's like yeah, you might be more that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but introvert and extrovert is a scale Hmm. it's it's a sliding scale you're not it's not two categories really there's different aspects yeah like you might be 55 percent introvert you might be 70 percent introvert those people who are hermits are 100 percent introvert you know like they're full on the scale but they are they're the radicals they're at their best they are away from yeah other so even if you're an introvert Mm-hmm. You want some social. Yeah, now, if you're more on the extrovert, you might want a lot more social yeah. interaction. And that might be why you kind of jump around. And that life at the party ideal is kind of right. what people often think of when they think of extrovert. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't think there's a huge difference between someone who's like a 55 on extrovert and mm-hmm. a 55 on introvert. Right. Like, I don't think there's that huge of a difference. Yeah. Um, there's just some people who, it, it, I guess it would be a big difference because it's just a 200 point scale at that point, but, hmm. uh, or a hundred point scale. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping around between models in my head right now. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, just saying, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Just, we all need social interaction and like that's what's making 20 that's part of what made 2020 so rough yeah and that's what's making 2021 so rough yeah like until the pandemic 2020 wasn't that bad really it it had its shitty parts do not get me wrong tiger king we had that that was after uh, pandemic oh but that was like right after it started oh but i'm trying um, to remember what we had before that I can't believe that. That feels so long. I know. Like, but that's the thing. We just I haven't even seen Tiger King. I just most people's social interaction. Well, I don't want to say most. If you're trying to live safely in this COVID era, mm-hmm. 
a large part of your social interaction is most likely coming from work. Yeah. At a time where like roughly 30% of the workforce is, uh, or no, that was, that was UK. Dang it. Prior to the pandemic in the UK, roughly 30% of the workforce was remote. Hmm. But so now like, with the pandemic for safety reasons a lot of our workforce is uh, remote unless they yeah. are what's been deemed essential, yeah, essential but or whatever. paid not even like a third of what they should be to <laughs> yeah. live uh, I'll um, be right back. <laughs> essential workers without essential pay yeah <laughs> like kind of a terrible situation to put people in but yeah. you know um we could also just ubi it up and then the, that's honestly not to get off topic Mm-hmm. But what I want is I want UBI that's actually enough for someone to realistically live off of. Like mm-hmm. I would say in an ideal world about so UBI uni- universal for- basic income. Okay. Like what Andrew Yang would kind of propose. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I would want more than him. And then like I'm talking, you need to be able to like legitimately just not be in the slums. You need yeah. to be able yeah. to actually live life. Yeah, comfortably, but not like luxuriously. Right. If we reach that point of UBI, I would want to remove minimum wage entirely, mm. because at that point, individuals have the full financial capabilities of negotiating a wage because yeah. they don't need to take a job. Yeah. And then companies will just be forced to pay actual fair wages, because if not, they don't get employees. That makes sense. But that's an entirely different topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have. I want to have two. I want to do two episodes on on Bitcoin. The first one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just an entire a history of money, like what is money, like because we got to start from first principles, and that's what every Bitcoiner learns, and then and then we'll talk about Bitcoin. But a history of money, anyway, is like a a dark, brooding, oh, yeah. strange, and thing, and and you know they don't tell us, we don't learn about money. And there's there's a reason we don't learn about money. They don't teach us about money. The most I ever learned about money as a child was from Cyber Chase, in which they had an episode where everyone used the bartering system. Oh, is that on PBS? Yeah, Dude, Cyber Chase are moving. Yeah, it had Being the hacker at his game the, or something uh, like that. It had a bird in it, didn't it? Yeah, like the Gizmo, bird. Gizmo yeah, or something Gizmo. like that. Gizmo Cog Man, something or other. <laughs> yeah, he's like a cyber robot pigeon yeah raven looking ass yeah yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. man i haven't thought of that show in a Dude. while okay no um like what was it a year or two ago i found out that show was still on air for real yeah like they're making new episodes yes. or that whoa like there's i looked it up and there's like 20 plus seasons or something like Holy that it was arthur still on though yeah. arthur yeah. yeah really yeah dude That's like cool. uh, they had yeah. a s- scandal um, what? like hey, a year or hey. two ago because oh, Mr. Guy. Burns or whatever, the teacher yeah. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. had a gay wedding and people got upset about it. Oh, Dang. he had a gay wedding in Arthur. Yeah. That's cool. That's he's gay. Good for him. And like, there's, if that's the offensive way to put it, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Um, I'm just no. saying like, <laughs> no, like, straight, gay, like that's just part of the character. Rat. He's a gay, he's and a gay rat. <laughs> it's a show that <laughs> has nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a no. show that gone on for so long <laughs> that like eventually that character's gonna get that classic yeah. like episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. None, none people of freaked our, out over it. In my opinion, none of very our listeners stupidly. freaked out. We know, we know them. We love y'all. <laughs> yeah, we, we all love Mr. Burns. 
Yeah. I think we, that was we stand Mr. Burns here. Is that how you use that for term? See, you're saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we stand Mr. Burns here. Anyways, uh, continue. Yeah, it makes me think of The Simpsons too, because Simpsons has Mr. Burns. Maybe that's where I was getting it oh, from. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, wait, Mr. But Burns is gay, isn't he? In The Simpsons too? <laughs> no, that's Smithers. That's oh, Smithers. Mr. Smithers. Wait, the- wait. Or well, yeah. Is well, the rat's last name Mr. Burns and Arthur? I, d- I or did know. I? Yeah, did I just throw that off? By I don't know. We don't need to. We don't need to find. No, out. we need to figure out his name right now. Holy shit! Ratburn. Rat Ratburn. Nigel so, Ratburn. Mi- Nigel. I've never. What? Okay, so Ratburn. Mr. Ratburn, not Mr. Oh. Burns. Okay, kind of close is though. Is a gay rat. <laughs> yeah. Huh. From my understanding. Yeah. I just read like a news article on it years ago, so I don't know if my I'm remembering it exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Ratburn. Right. Man, honestly, though, Francine, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. She'll be having a gay wedding at some point. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> nah, dude. I, there's no way Francine. Nah, I, I don't know, man. They're kids. She, <sighs> <don't say that. laughs> at most, at most, I'm going to give you uh, that she is bisexual because her and Buster definitely flirted. Oh, really? That's true. Like I don't know. Like they were shipped in my head. I was really <laughs> as a child close to Buster. Maybe that's like every, every dude. Buster kid. got the spinoff. Oh, for yeah. real, Buster got a spinoff. Oh, that was back when we were kids. Still, wow. Like he basically it was mostly live action, and basically they used Buster as like live a action. Well, like it was real people. It was like oh, one of those like kind of weird Discovery PBS shows. I don't. And they used Buster for all the transition. He was like the host. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I don't think I was allowed to watch Post stamps from Busters. That's what it was. What was it called? Post stamps from Busters or postcards from Busters. Okay. Okay. Something like that. I think I had to stop watching Arthur because they showed a woman driving or something like that. Wait, seriously? (laughs) Yeah. Something along the lines. Just Piedmont things. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I think it had something to do with someone being gay actually though. Probably Yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember not being able to watch it anymore. Anyways. Yes. Oh, so you were watching after like two years ago? Well, <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what, I don't know how old the article was. It might have been a really old article, actually. But Or they have multiple gay uh, characters. Which, I honestly, mean, shout out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, at this point, it, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, like it should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue that <laughs> yeah, a character yeah. has a gay wedding. A kid, a kid <laughs> show. Yeah, I don't get it. I <laughs> Yeah. Well, here in the Bible Belt, it'll always <laughs> be an issue. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to take us so off topic. No, no that's, that's pretty on brand for this podcast. Um, yeah, we, we love going off topic. We're okay. just watching. We, we've got this TV that we're all looking oh, at. So, can you show them? No. Is there a way to you just, show? It's, it's just, it's just, it's we just will footage, drone footage of Greece. Yeah. And it's just Eventually, we, we can maybe get a window and just time. pull it up sometimes, like figure out a way to get that monitor on here to show these aerial Yeah, views just like pointless of, I mean, like yeah. B-roll footage yeah, yeah. to play while we're talking. Yeah. That's a that's an innovative You could idea. literally just not... Well, I don't know if the, this footage is... It has a uh, water stamp, but... Um, oh, that's true. So water it's probably... Co- or watermark, watermark, yeah. So yeah. it's probably like copywritten or something. But oh, yeah. all you'd have to do is basically hook up the extra monitor, play the video in the extra monitor, and just mm-hmm. screen cap that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. So an HDMI cable would do it. Dude, maybe we should comment, uh, commentate movies <laughs> at some point. <laughs> That'd be fun. Know. A little uh, science... Getting, what was that? 
Master Theater 3000 or whatever. Yeah, science. Oh, no, I can't remember it now. I, I said oh, it. Shoot. I fucked it up too much. Looking um, for my phone. But anyway, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I hope I kind of answered how to deal with anxiety to some extent. No, I feel like we we, we, we touched on some. If, yeah, yeah. Some good stuff. Some things I would, like, uh, just recommend Googling stuff. if you really are interested in it yeah. or duck-duck-going, <laughs> um, duck-duck-goosing. Yeah. Um, duck-duck-goose, right? It's DuckDuckGoose.com. You heard Google is harvesting your duck. We're not sponsored by DuckDuckGoose. But deep breathing, which we've all kind of heard of this, it's commonly pushed in sports. Breathe in through your nose for four seconds, hold it for four, and then breathe out of your mouth like you're blowing through a straw. Oh, is that like box breathing? Is that what it's called? So, box breathing, it's a very basically. Same idea. It's just a different approach. Four in, hold four, four out. Um, it's more you want to imagine a light going around a box, and mm-hmm. while it's going across the top, you breathe in, breathe out when it's going down, breathe in when mm. it's going to the side, breathe out when it's going back up. Okay. And you want to just move it slowly as you visualize that. Just okay. like. Whoa. Which could become meditative. It can. Is that no. A, it, is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can. Um, that. Uh, what I'd really recommend doing at like night. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're like laying in bed, I'm definitely sleeping. Oh yeah. One no screens. Yep. Not even with a blue light filter. The science behind that is not good. Um, Dang. The uh, so no lights. If you mm-hmm. need something, wordless music is ideal. Like lo-fi, chill beats to study to, classical music, but ideally something slower I tempo. Only play chill beats to study. To. Dude. Okay, not gonna lie, I love. I've been really digging the sci-fi version, like Star Wars. I got in Star Wars. Ooh. Oh, there's a Cantina Band remix. Nice. That's so good. <laughs> nice. uh, <laughs> That's sick. But uh, uh, yeah, just like stuff like that. Um, and then throw on, just go to YouTube or whatever, and you can find videos of uh, progr- blah, blah. Sorry, progressive muscle relaxation. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so in session, I have, I have a script that I'll follow with this, um, that I can read off of just to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically kind of close your eyes, relax your body. Um, feel what it's like to be relaxed, you know, ideally sitting down or laying down, start doing some nice slow breathing, just a little in out. So it's just like talking through yeah. pointers of like becoming and then imagine and feeling yeah. In your body. Now, the ne- the first step is flex your feet, tighten them as hard as you can. With the closed eyes, you might like feel the heat kind of start to generate there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can kind of see a light there. Okay, release. Feel that difference, you know, the tension versus the knot. Now go up to your calves, your thighs. Your stunt like gut, chest, mm-hmm. arms, neck, face, and then the full body. Um, so it just works through your body. And one that will actually help you recognize an- anxious emotions and stuff because you'll be, you'll start learning how to feel like tense. Yeah. What what you feel like when you're tense, you will be yeah. able to distinguish that better, mm. and uh, that'll help you understand the physiological reactions. Cool. But um, to the releasing, and you really want to be cognizant of it. That's the thing you really want to be thinking about as you do it. But the releasing will make you feel relaxed. Mm. And as you do that, it's very meditative. It really relaxes the mind. It's something to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not distracting in a bad way. 
um, and it'll help you go to sleep. So that's the second thing that you can do if uh, to help cope. Nice. Um, that's I I at night I do deep breathing to try yeah. and go to sleep. It's usually the last or like if I'm having trouble yeah. going to sleep, then I'm like, all right, I need to take some deep yeah. breaths. Add progressive muscle relaxation. It uh, I will do that. It takes 10, 15 minutes roughly to depend on like what your what the pace is and which mm-hmm. what video you select and stuff. But I'm just kind of I'm not gonna recommend a specific video. Uh, if you really need, look up Caleb Black progressive muscle relaxation. Okay. Um, that's that's, that's kind of like someone I trust. Okay. That, that's kind of like a body scan. Yeah. What they call a body scan meditation. Yeah. Or something no, that's like basically that. what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you just start to feel, you know, like the different yeah. parts of your body, and it's weird. Like you can feel. And then another part of, uh, part of, uh, kind of body scan meditations, you can like feel your, you can feel your hands and then feel the shape of your hands, but you can also feel your hands in such a way to where they're just amorphous blobs Mm -hmm. of like warm sensation and pressure. And in fact, you can like, you can feel most of your body and like lose the shape very of it. formless almost yeah, yeah. and so it's you like it's weird melting. you can do both Dang. like you can like feel like very like sensitive i can feel my pinky toe <laughs> but I, I don't know yeah it's, i just think that yeah. that's kind of weird because all you're doing is really changing your mind or change like you're moving the spotlight mm-hmm. of consciousness under a different part mm-hmm. and even just with the type of awareness like you can move it with one type of awareness and feel exactly your pinky toe or you can move it with another type yeah. and just feel an amorphous blob that is your foot. Right now, I will say that's that's a level that I'm not saying you need to get to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying listen to this well, yeah. kind of almost ASMR esque, which ASMRs don't really matter much, by the way. Um, but yeah. they're just normally gotta be lighter because they're yeah, gonna help you go to sleep. Dozers, though. Dude, um, <laughs> I don't. We, I can we tell have you. to do tell a me whole about episode. Well, yeah, I that, think the I next think, episode when we talk about drugs. We'll, we'll yeah, we need to talk about eye dozers. Like, we should actually do eye dozers again. We should bust <laughs> open be, the old. Uh, bust open the old. I don't know. What do you call the it? Gates of Hades. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was Dude, the one. Gates of Hades. Was I might have the to crazy one. one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look um, up eye dozing. Yeah. And go crazy. I I bet. I I, I want to look into that again. I wonder how much of that is BS. Now I'm sure, dude. Uh, last I checked, you had to like buy all of it, so I'm sure it's dude. BS. Like it's like, and it was an obscene amount. But I'm sure we can like find some free versions. Watch it just like completely rupture our eardrums because it's all just sound waves that are supposed to. Eye dozing is like tricking your brain into thinking that you're taking a substance or there's some kind of like uh, yeah frequency that yeah yeah free, yeah. yeah 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 for um, those that don't know what okay that, that actually reminds me something i've never done one before actually but maybe we should do it on a future episode yeah, maybe. Maybe. uh maybe just to do it yeah sorry did you, did you have a question or something i was gonna go off topic what oh, go what's for that it. you look oh I, I can we can talk about this later oh, okay uh no go ahead and talk about it <laughs> <laughs> okay um well just i guess may, I'm, i feel like you're probably already satisfied with the answers i've given but i just want to keep giving more answers to your question no i mean like let's let's just like shoot some um out so this is basically this is something i made called self-care uh cheat sheet i made it for a professor was asking for like advice for the student so i made this for kind of self-care thing. cheat sheet I yeah like 
uh, because self-care is a great way to help deal with stress and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. one, like, um, make yourself a priority because you got to take care of yourself or else it's going to fall apart. Even if that means maybe not worrying about friends or family for a minute. Yeah. Like in case of a plane crash, you put your mask on before helping the person next to you. Right. This is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also like keep set goals and keep them very specific. Hmm. Okay. Don't have like a general, I want to be healthier. Okay. Cool. Right. That's a great goal, but like you're going to fail that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, but you know, it's easier to fail that than I will eat, eat a salad. Yeah. Every day. I will, I will have yeah. yes salad for one of my meals every day, or I will yeah. run a mile every day, yeah. you know, something like that. And maybe that's a lot to start on, you know? Right. right. Um, but like make them specific and make sure they are obtainable. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, I'm going to run a marathon every day. Yeah. Like, no, you're not yeah. marathon yeah. runners. Aren't. Yeah. Okay, maybe some. I don't know. I don't run marathons. Yeah, I don't. But that's just David Goggins could do that. You're not starting at that point, regardless. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else is there? Yeah. Um, establish strong boundaries. So, like for yourself. So just kind of take time to think about what something a boundary that we talked about earlier is like worrying time. Yeah. uh, Well, that that's one, but can also just be with like how you're okay with being treated. You know, it's okay to be able to put your foot down and say no. It's okay to tell people, hey, I need my time to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm further on that introvert of the scale. On the scale, I'm further on the introvert side. So, like, I just need some... I just don't want to hang out tonight because I, I, I need to be alone. Yeah. And I'm okay. Don't yeah. worry. Like, if you're okay, let them know you're okay. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, but, yeah, let me see here. Um, oh, yeah, um... Try to pick like something that you enjoy ideally, but don't pick unhealthy things. And uh, even like, let's say your goal was uh, 30 minutes of working out a day or something, but you had a really busy day. If you don't have 30 minutes, some is better than none. Still go for the five, still go for the 10. You know, not every day has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a, that that's fine. It's just a good general rule of thumb to yeah. have a something yeah, that because if not, is, you'll start slacking off more and more yeah, and more. Yeah. And yeah. either way, you should like you can be you can be proud of yourself for yeah. having the bat. Like something I I always try and remind myself is that the bat like the shitty workout or the bad meditation is actually the most important one because that's the one when you would have otherwise yeah. not showed up, but you did show up, have a terrible time. And now the habit is still like established and you can be all the more proud of yourself. Yeah. And and that's kind of where, uh, to some extent setting the boundaries comes in. If you know, you're going to go hang out with friends Mm -hmm. and you have an assignment due or you have work in the next day or whatever, Mm -hmm. know what time you need to get get home by what time you need to leave to get home by that time Mm -hmm. and do like set that as a boundary. Yeah. So even if you just go see friends for like an hour or two, instead of maybe four, like you really wanted. Yeah. That's, wow, fine. that's crazy. My dad never told me this. This this is rich. What? I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. This is like parent. This is like parent advice, but it's I also mean, no. like I never got. Well, this and it's something advice. that a lot of people don't. I feel like don't our do. age, they don't get it. It's almost like it's like a 
offense to not like hang out or show yeah. up or yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or like if if my parents <laughs> would have been like, okay, you're gonna break the rules, but make sure that you still have your shit together after you break the rules. Yeah. And don't ruin your life. Okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah. basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Be being yeah. be incremental about it. Yeah. Like, if if you feel like you are in a bad place right now and you would mm. quantify yourself as a fuck up mm-hmm. that's okay we all have to start from somewhere yeah be a little bit less of a fuck up tomorrow yeah and then the next day be even a little bit less of a fuck up and eventually you'll stop being a fuck up yeah it's just a long tedious it's cl- you're climbing a mountain that that's what mental health is that's what good mental health is yeah. you are fucking climbing a never-ending mountain and it's only gonna get harder every step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love but that like, framing. it also gets easier <laughs> <laughs> because you yeah. you get proficient at climbing it. Yeah. So even when you fall down, it doesn't take you as long to get back up. Yeah, life is definitely an uphill. And at some journey. point, you might just set camp, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you're at least camp is a little higher yeah, than it was a, than the last yeah, camp. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and like. The real goal, it's not about big leaps or bounds. It's about consistency. Mm-hmm. Daily showing up and climbing that mountain five yeah. feet at a time. And yeah. this and this goes back to like whatever I repeat. I you know, habits of mind. Things. And yeah, this is Ireland video oh, right now. Whoa. Okay, that's racist. <laughs> Ireland's on the... <laughs> oh, okay. Just whatever. The anyway. Just because um, I like dang. it, it's Ireland, Austin. <laughs> it was the next one in the queue Man, that, that came. I wish y'all could okay. see these. No, sheep. these are definitely the Emerald Hills, though. Like that—that that looks like I've never been to the Emerald Hills. I've never been to Ireland, but That's given the name, hope. this is what I imagine. There's a train. That's some Harry Potter shit. Okay, right so right now, there. all right. Yeah, well, now, now, no, now I have to jump to the other, the other <laughs> thought I was, I was thinking about. Okay. Talking about, I think that, I think that, like, this goes, this goes back to eye dozers too, and a little bit of eye dozers. Okay. So, Jana. So. Stand in the Do background. Come yeah. It's a it's nice to watch, right? Yeah. That's cool. Well, I said this exact thing to 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 yeah. her last night. Anyway, okay. So. Okay. <laughs> so like, I think that there's gonna be like new crazy kinds of very specific content that people are gonna be making. Like like right now we're watching. We're watching drone footage of of beautiful Ireland. But, like people are gonna running. make like like slow motion like study beats with weird effects like versions of like video content and stuff like that or just like i i dozer-esque like content where people are just tapping into like really specific feelings and imagery Mm -hmm. and aesthetics and just Mm -hmm. like trying to craft like video experiences and i don't know i i think that's a thing i mean i would agree like (laughs) People are trying to fill up their time with something. Um, That's true. And also, there's just always some portion of humanity that will pursue the arts. And that's ultimately what that is. Arts, it's creating something that does not currently exist in the world. And and Mm. it's like relatable to or it resonates in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But so, like, yeah, I I definitely think that always exists. And I think it to some extent always has existed. Um, it's just different. Just that, forms. at least that pursuit. Yeah. Um. So we're just gonna we're we're hitting an advancement time because there's not much else we can do right now. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I mean, I think you guys are a good example. Starting this podcast, like, 
and you have on Vinny's stuff and you guys have in your podcast yeah, yeah. like things are getting rolling yeah that i don't know if you would have done had the pandemic not occurred Dude, yeah this definitely birthed because of the pandemic or yeah. out of the yeah. pandemic for sure yeah definitely yeah i mean you gotta you gotta do what you can like when when everything changes mm-hmm. uh and like i i always gotta be you know especially like i said i'm not super social but having these kinds of conversations it's really important and just feeling like i'm doing i'm doing something i'm making something because yeah life is uh <laughs> life is dull especially during the pandemic and like i've been in school just like on my fucking computer every day yes, and you know that's cool it's a blessing I'm, I'm very i'm very happy and blessed with no it, it, what i have and it's great that, to have that oh, ability <laughs> and opportunity to but at the same time the walls of your house get old very quickly yeah i bet and then the ceiling gets old and then the carpet. Oh, I start with the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, I'm looking down when I cry. <laughs> yeah. Have you have have y'all have you boys cried in 2021 yet? Um. Yeah. Not from sadness. Nice. I'm trying to remember what I cried. For. I didn't ask you if you cried from sadness. Okay. <laughs> Don't need to know that. It's intimate. <laughs> I did cry from sadness, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> okay. I think I cried really from good. a TV show. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. The li- was I don't it, remember anything about it. Was it, it Mr. Ex- Ratburn's gay wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Now that you say that. He finally picked up the yep. Arthur Lane. Yep. <laughs> just had to stop yeah. watching that two years it's ago. It's such a beautiful episode. Um, I, I, I love just like crying to stuff for no reason like if you feel when you're watching something and you're like i could cry right now i didn't know this would make me feel that way but all of a sudden i'm in a place where i could cry crying but i could also not cry. i usually know when i'm about to cry of something i see the beginning part (laughs) for me at least and then i'm like oh shit oh what do i do oh no no. to answer your question though i don't think i actually have cried this year yet granted that's only 16 days so yeah not not a large I'm about to uh, cry just thinking that it's only been 16 days into January. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's been 16 months. <laughs> a year and whatever, <laughs> or a third whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's almost 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've been recording this podcast for 16 months. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I'm boring you. No, you're no, not boring no. me. I'm having the a opposite cuz we've been going for so long. Honestly, and I I really yeah. I'm like the really wild ideas and topics are starting to spout out of my mind so we should really stop unless we want to go cosmic really okay quick. Well, so we could definitely on. save we could definitely save that like exploring psychology and the cosmic era of it for another episode with you all right so let me think here for it's a second. cosmic era that sounds Wait, no that sounds pretty bad i mean yeah, yeah. i said in, cosmic in brownie cosmic brownie so um Whoa. yeah that's what i said <laughs> so <laughs> dude um I, a couple things that i would like to say before yeah. wrapping this up at yeah, least yeah 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 any um, thoughts i hope one i hope i made sense and i hope what i was saying was actually interesting two um not everything i said was necessarily super science-based but it was 
I operate from um, nothing here is yeah nothing. But well, it's like so. Here it I is. operate from what's here. called a cognitive behavioral <laughs> therapy standpoint, which is the most empirically validated uh, for type of therapy. I still see value in others types. Okay, I'm not saying CBT is all or none, but a lot of that was CBT inspired stuff. But to be honest, I don't have the references and everything memorized. I didn't study for this. Right. You You're know, still in, in um, so I'm just too, talking so about like, the knowledge that I, I, I know this stuff to be true, both yeah. through personal experience and from literature reviewing mm -hmm. or reviewing the literature, but I can't tell you exactly when and where it was published, but and by who, right. Right. Uh, or like who wrote it. Um, so don't necessarily just take everything I say as fact. I welcome you guys to uh, wrestle with it yeah. and challenge it. Um, but if you are wanting therapy, First, therapy is not for people who are broken. It can help people who, quote unquote, are broken, but it is beneficial for all. That is scienti scientifically valid. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, when searching for a therapist, do not go to someone who specializes in 15 different things. Mm. I know it sounds a little hypocritical given that I just said I specialize in CBT, but see value in a lot of different ones. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I say I specialize in CBT, and not CBT plus all these other things because um, most of my training is CBT. So mm -hmm. most of my approach will function CBT. Right. I have some training in narrative and stuff. And God, I hated that paper, honestly, <laughs> um, which was my own fault. I waited two weeks to write an 80 page paper Dang. or until I had two weeks to write an 80, 80 page paper. Pages? Uh, something like that. It technically, it was more, but I had to delete a fair bit of chunk. Like it just Shit. did not tie in well. But hey, got the B. There you go. It worked. My arms hated me for about two months. Dang. Uh, my forearms. <laughs> I didn't play melee for like two months because of that. Dang. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't go to someone who specializes in 15 different things. Go to someone who specializes in a few, a handful maybe, mm -hmm. but not too many. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that they are licensed. Um, there's a lot of non-licensed therapists out there. Mm -hmm. Um if you are struggling with depression or anxiety specifically, CBT is probably going to be your best bet. Okay. Because or sleep problems. Um, cognitive for, behavioral therapy. Yes. Yeah, CBT. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Not to get mixed up with CBD, which Correct. might also help. Um. Yeah. Mm, CBD water. CBT plus CBD. I would not recommend CBD bananas. or cannabis in any way, shape, or form to treat mental issues like anxiety or depression mm. I, I do not think advice, it's a good you know, coping hey that could be for the next episode I, I just don't think that's, that's a good coping good. Me mechanism we could talk about um, even uh, psychedelics and coping yeah. with things yeah and I'm not I, I'm not too. saying there's anything wrong with drugs or alcohol necessarily mm -hmm. just don't use them for coping right um, yeah. but uh, yeah so cognitive behavioral therapy it's about 90% effective for people with depression and or anxiety, which are highly comorbid, which means they commonly one breeds the other hmm. or they have yeah. a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if that specifically is what you're dealing with, highly recommend looking for a therapist. Hmm. And, um, if there's a master's program for counseling or a doctor's program for counseling near you, um, much like my university, other universities could have their own clinics that operate at cheaper levels for those with uh, lower incomes. So it's like not going to haircutting it. school. Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Like it, that's a great example, like great comparison, actually. Um, 
still have to abide by HIPAA. At least we did and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm currently doing like internships. So like I'm actually seeing clients. I'm not an inexperienced all academic person. Mm-hmm. Last semester I did over 300 hours of counseling work. Wow. Um, not like all seeing people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. like there's a lot of note writing and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, and research like this is something I made. Oh, wow. it's for, uh, helping people learn how to effectively communicate with others. Okay. Um, and it's, I don't know, that's a good... It's pretty hefty, yo. Yeah, like... Big old chunk. And I didn't make it all raw. Like, there's a lot of resources I just pulled together to compile it. Mm-hmm. But that's part of what I do. Um, and looking up literature to validate and stuff, you know. So that that's just kind of what I want to say. Like, get help. It's not bad on you. It That's a good thing to get help if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um and just don't go to someone who's saying they do fifty things because the reason they're saying that is because they're not good enough to keep clients. Also, mm-hmm. the goal of therapy, in my personal opinion, should always be to get you to a point where you are the therapist. Mm-hmm. Like we're there to help you learn skills. Yeah, then and you once you learn those skills daily. and you accomplish whatever you want to accomplish, yeah, we either reevaluate the goals of therapy to something different, or we should end. Well, gotcha. and yeah, and that yeah. goes back to like you, you even you have to take responsibility yeah. for the stuff in your head. And like, even if you go to the therapist, that's not just a cure all yeah. solution. Right. You can just flip that on and not like yeah. you, that's, it's actually a process of taking responsibility for it and it, learning how to cope. It, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, with sleep difficulties, I do not recommend taking melatonin long term. It worsens them. Uh, worse than South sleep your problems. expertise, bro. You should, you should <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I'm not that I suggest that, but I'm just saying, you know. Is it? Melat- melatonin? I don't know. Uh, that's neuro, it's neurochemical. Uh, we have to be educated on that. Dang. I, oh, dang. Psychopharmacology Checkmate. is a class required oh, for my degree. Pharma- I didn't Gustin. even know what it was called. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> it's got uh, additionally, SSRIs, which are like mood stabilizers, commonly used for uh, as antidepressants. Yeah. Um, for people with depression, um, tend to worsen depressive symptoms after about six months of usage, hmm. uh, or can as early as six months, I should yeah. say. Uh, tend to worsen after prolonged usage, which that varies from person to person. But so if you're on SSRIs, I'm not telling you that's bad, especially if you are suicidal or something, that's a necessity. Yeah. But I would encourage you to um, look for a therapist, if you don't already have one, to help you learn to acquire the skills to where you don't need SSRIs or don't need as much SSRIs. Gotcha. Um, Just betterment for yourself. But again, there's nothing wrong with taking medicine. If that's where you're at, that's Mm -hmm. where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And just be honest with yourself there. Yeah, it's a case by case. Yeah, thing. yeah. Everyone's just different. don't default Every... to them without thinking. Is all. I'm yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that's all I really wanted to say. Cool. In terms of that, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for coming totally. on. Totally, that was cool. We could we could probably cut it here. My ass hurts really bad. <laughs>